Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude, plowing through it today for many reasons. Y'all can hear that coach's voice. Let me get my Jerry Tarkanian on right now. Y'all remember Tark used to bite that towel? Won every damn game he had, and he used to bite that towel. What you bite that towel for? The opponents need to be biting that towel. But, oh, man, we just got to get into it right now. Let's start off with what's up with that dude. Well, this voice is gone. Y'all can hear some of that. And y'all know that's just coach's voice. I'm out there balling. My pink eye don't die. It just multiplies. So now, my yeah, my son, MJ, he got a little puffy left eye, right? And everybody's hitting me up in the comments saying, damn, dog, why you look so Hollywood? Why are you wearing the T.O. shades? It's indoors. Come on, you're not Jack. I'm not Jack. I'm Marcellus, and I got pink eye. <laughs> Again, I think. So I got to get over this. I don't know what the hell. It is bouncing around this house like some damn volleyball back and forth. So we'll get it fixed. All is good. Well, my voice is gone because I had two games to coach yesterday. And that was the semifinal game. And if we won, the championship game, right? Well, we are the champions, my friend. <laughs> Boy, I ain't going to lie, y'all. I shed so many tears. Not just because we're champions, because to be real, we, we're back-to-back -back champions now. <clears throat> We've been in the championship the last three games. <clears throat> it ain't that, y'all. This team believed, and I saw them actually improve on a championship team from last season. So you imagine you get these little kids, and they thinking they already made it because they already won it. And I'm like, dog, y'all could get better. And literally the team we played in the championship last year and barely beat, let me tell you how it went this year. We saved our best for last. We started off the semifinal game real slow, real nervous, overcoaching. I'm guilty as well. But I wasn't as guilty as my other coaches. My other coaches were just nervous. I was guilty of not keeping them in check because all of a sudden they start implementing all this new stuff to the kids. I'm like, you master what you know. Do not try to go out there and do something different. 
Believe that you got here for a reason and how you got here is how you're going to get there, right? So my bad for not keeping everything in order. So our first two, three drives, we didn't score. Now, they didn't score either, but for the crowd and even for us, we're like, oh, this game halfway over. We ain't even up yet. And everybody start feeling it, right? Long story short, we end up winning that game 24-0. Kids clicked in. All our coaches, we all got in alignment, said, relax, guys. It's going to be okay. Trust in yourself. Then we go to the championship. Obviously, you're playing against a better team because they survive. Oh, so we thought. First game, first play from scrimmage, hand, hand the ball to MJ, touchdown. We end up winning a championship game 30-0. to zero. So that's 54-0 to zero in our two playoff games for a championship. When we barely got by last season, we're basically the same team. All I got to say is love to those kids. They fill my heart full of joy especially when they believe. Believe, conceive, and you can achieve. Last thing is I have a golf tournament today, LA Chargers Golf Tournament, so I'm going to go out there and swing them, and then I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to DJ and host the tournament as well. So in the spirit of that, I am already getting pumped for our Friday Swagger Way. In the spirit of DJing, I'm going to hook y'all up with a kit from Pioneer, including these bad boys right here. Y'all see those? Can you? Oh, bam. These are expensive ass headphones. That's all I got to tell you. <laughs> these are some Pioneer DJs. I swear by them. These are going to be yours on Friday along with some other DJ and stuff. So y'all going to get all things that do basically on Friday. Swag away. Now, let's get into all things NBA, including something that the NBA doesn't want to touch just yet. Let me get my tar towel out of here. And Adam Silver thinks that jo- Ja Morant's punishment will distract from the NBA Finals. So guess what that means, y'all? You know it is harsh. He is coming down with the hammer. And as far as bad omens go, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver saying he's going to save sharing the results of the John Morant investigation until after the Finals because it'd be unfair to the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat is pretty bad. Now, one, people got to stop with this narrative. It's a damn lie that players are playing in an actual championship will be distracted by how John Morant won't be able to play in the beginning of next season. They all understand that we are playing in a championship. I'm Jimmy Butler. You're Jokic. You think I'm even consumed, concerned, or maybe even adept to the fact that you're about to suspend John Morant? And even if you do, do I care? So who's really being distracted by that? The fans constantly are talking about it right now. That's a distraction. Won't you put an end to the conversation and all the speculation? So I hate when these lazy narratives actually get through. The players are not distracted. The NBA as a whole is not distracted. A matter of fact, not coming down with a sentence, a judgment, a period at the end of the sentence allows the speculation to continue. Okay, so here's the full quote from Adam Silver. It was in response to a question about whether Jaws eight game suspension during the season was harsh enough and how we got here, right? And he said at the time he thought it was harsh enough. Why? Let me give it to you. He said, I thought about that. And Joe Dumars, who was here, was in the room with me when we met with Ja. He's known Ja longer than I have. Y'all catch that already? <laughs> he looking at Joe Dumars like, um, you knew him longer. Um, you was here too. So why y'all asking me? But I digress. Okay, so for me at the time, an eight-game suspension seemed very serious. And the conversation we had, and Tamika, hey Tamika, 
was there as well, felt heartfelt and serious. But I think he understood that it wasn't about his words. There you go, Adam. Like we hear, we got a sentence, we got a judgment, but actions speak louder than these words. It was going to be about his future conduct. And I guess in hindsight, I don't know. If it had been a 12-game suspension instead of an 8-game suspension, would that have mattered? Mm, it seemed appropriate at the time. That's all I could say. Maybe by definition, to the extent we've all seen the video, that it appears he's done it again. I guess you could say maybe not. But I don't think we yet know what it will take to change his behavior. I'm going to stop it right there. Damn, Adam nailed the engine because he started off in the, the blame game. He started off like Kanye. Over there looking at Joe Dumars, talking about Tamika was there and all that. No, you're the commissioner. It starts and ends with you. You have the final say. What was beautiful about that is if I suspend him for eight games like I did, did anything change? I suspend him for 12. You think 12 is going to do it? So now we can't go small time. It has to be a big time punishment. Unfortunately, a hard lesson to learn if you're John Morant again in this respect. What do you guys think? How long do you think that suspension is going to be? I swear, I think it's going to be at least half the season. Why? Because so many people got involved in this conversation. And that's why I don't like the fact that they're not trying to put an end to it right now and move on. Just release it on a Friday, the dead time last Friday, and move on. But instead, the speculation continues to circulate, not just with fans, but with brands, with sponsors, everyone plugged into the bottom line of the NBA. So I think right now, in this moment, they're mishandling it. They should wrap it up, like Courtney just told me about this topic. End it, but they don't want to end it right now, so I don't think it's going to be best served for the NBA, and it's certainly not going to be a great sentence to serve. If you're John Morant, what y'all think half a season, that's where I'm at. Thanking you for your viewership on Brings TV and Reach TV and your membership. Wiley's World on YouTube. Well, somebody's going to wear my DJ kit, which includes these hella expensive, but they free to you. Swagaway. Oh, there's a better picture of it. Friday Swagaway DJ headphones, 2000 MK2s. Good Lord, I got love for your whole DJ kit for you because I got to go today at the LA Chargers golf tournament. All right, let's get into the story right here where Stephen A. Smith recruits Shannon Sharp to first take. Quote, that is something I would support. All right, so ESPN hasn't publicly rolled out the red carpet for Shannon Sharp, but seems like all their talent has. The latest step there seems Stephen A. Smith already, already recruiting Skip Bayless's soon to be former sparring partner. And I've seen some of you guys chime in saying you're watching the show and are amazed how they're still working together and nothing seems different. Like if you didn't know the news, you wouldn't know that they really have a beef or issue or they're going to depart from one another. Well, that explains a lot. Let's talk about it. The fact that nothing seems different, even though we now know things are not as good as advertised, lets you know how bad things are. If you have something bad with somebody, and then you finally find out something's bad, things should look different, right? Because one, your perception should meet the reality that things are bad. But they have learned to be desensitized and to fake bad so long that even when you know it's bad, it still look good. Woo! That's the worst relationship to ever witness. You ever see your homie in a bad relationship and they look happy? 
you like, oh, damn, dog. That ain't good. So y'all got to catch yourselves next time when you get seduced by something that's bad. All right, so Sharp is expected to have many suitors. Duh. Matter of fact, we want him here at Brinks, damn it. <laughs> we take Shannon Sharp right here. Come right now. I want him to be on the show, damn it, in Wiley's world as well. I love that dude. And according to Smith, ESPN might already be one of them. Smith addressed Sharp's looming departure on his episode of his newly renamed podcast, The Stephen A. Smith Show. Oh, he already switched it up that fast. All right, big dog. He said, I don't know what his plans are. I don't know what he's trying to pursue. I don't know what he's after. But if Shannon Sharp needs me, I'm happy to be here for him. And if that included him wanting to come on first take, the bosses at ESPN know that is something I would support. Now, Stephen A. Smith has also gone out there and talked about this at length, saying basically, I wouldn't want to co-host a show with Shannon Sharp, but Shannon Sharp is welcome on this show, kind of like Michael Irvin is, right? And Mad Dog is. They get their day. It seems like J.J. Reddick now has a day, obviously, because of the NBA, but they get their day with him. And like, you're the star of that day, but that's not your show. It's Stephen A. Smith's show and the carousel of characters. So interesting, would Shannon even be interested in that? Most of you guys probably say no, except Think about it. We don't know what Shannon's up to next. Is Shannon up to going to uninterrupted with LeBron James, his boy, his bestie, and then doing some stuff there at Spring Hill with LeBron, his boy, his bestie, and then have Club Shay Shay, which he now has full ownership of. Remember, I told you guys months ago that Fox owned that, and that was a part of the negotiation for the buyout to get his leverage, to get his money. That thing got million plus subscribers, gets millions of views every time. That's a lot of money that most talent does not own, does not possess. Most talent is living under the umbrella of the entity. Glass Shannon got that. So if you're Shannon with Club Shay Shay, which is a money maker already, and then you could go on Stephen A. Smith's first take and use it as a commercial and promotional arm then you could do more Club Shay Shay, right? So Club Shay Shay was a part-time job that was paying full-time salary. So now you can lean into it, do more of it. Everyone's open arms with you because not only are you a great personality, people respect your resume, but now with this story of how you and Skip departed, oh man, every single person is going to sit there and say, let's talk it out, Shannon, including Kwame Brown, I swear. People need to get over this whole ego, sensitivity stuff, and please invite the person that you disagree with. Invite the person that you have issues with. That's going to be the best television ever. So Stephen A. Smith is obviously recruiting Shannon, but in a part-time role. Let's see if Shannon is interested in that. Other than that, we know their relationship. Shannon Sharp used to go on first take when Skip left to FS1. Shannon and Stephen A. So they have that relationship as well. So they all know each other basically is what I'm saying in this trifecta of Stephen A, Skip, and Shannon. Everyone's trying to guess where Shannon is going. To me, the smartest play for Shannon is to create an independent space, independent platform, have it open source, make sure it goes to YouTube, make sure it goes anywhere where people can check you out. Because then you can get all the peripheral, all the ancillary dough that comes from that. But then keep your hub. Keep your hub. 
and his hub is Club Shay Shay, and his hub should land somewhere in the LeBron James growing universe of sports and entertainment. You did all that talking. You almost fought for LeBron James one time at a game. It's time for him to fight for you, pay it back, use some of that grand sponsorship money he has, pour it into Club Shay Shay, have it open sourced everywhere, take the money that comes from that as well, and that check that comes from Spring Hill uninterrupted. To me, that's the master game plan. Matter of fact, I think that is the plan because ESPN, as great as it is, I don't see that for Shannon. I think that's just lateral right now. And he could have stayed at FS1 or negotiated his own show if that was the play. So now if you're not going to do it on that level, take it from me. I get it. This is what you need to do. Create your hub, broadcast it to the masses while still being supported. Shannon Sharp got a lot of options, but it seems like one seems like the best of all those options trying to get my voice all together, but I'm thanking you still. The voiceless are thanking you for your viewership on Brings TV and Reese TV and your membership, YouTube, Wally's World. Where you going to get a DJ kit from who? Your favorite DJ? Capri. No. Uh, me. <laughs> yes. That dude hooking you up with a whole DJ kit. I ain't putting the whole damn kit up here on camera, but this is one of the highlights of it. Some expensive ass headphones from Pioneer. Got y'all, baby, on Friday. Swag away. All right, let's get into this story right now. Because Charles Barkley and Skip Bayless, they got beef, and I'm tired of counting it. But I ain't tired of watching it and hearing about it, right? But they have been going at it for years and years. All right, so we know Shannon got bought out from Fox Sports, and we know all of that story just covered a little bit of it last segment. So now, here goes Barkley on air saying, quote, I don't do social media, so I get all my information on Bleach Report. I read an article today. If you work with a damn idiot, they'll buy you out. And Barkley said it as he glanced around the room to make sure they were on to what he was talking about, right? Not so subtle approach right there. He said, I'm saying, I read it. And then (laughs) Chuck, 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 stop. You know Shaq. Shaq is the best at doing this. And that's my favorite role too, the instigator. Like, he ain't starting nothing. He just going to keep it going. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? And so he like, Chuck, 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 stop, stop. Which means, go, Chuck, go, Chuck. I'm on with you. And then Barkley says, Shaq, it's not you. <laughs> it's not Ernie. It's, it's Kenny. But apparently, if you work with a damn idiot, <laughs> they'll buy you out. So I just want you to know, I'm open to the buyout. I didn't know it was that easy. Now, Barkley's been using Skip as a punching bag for decades, dog, like forever, even going too far, I even got to admit this, saying that he quote unquote kill him during multiple interviews over the years. All right. To me, saying that is almost the same as pulling a gun out. You know, some things you don't do unless you're going to do it. You know what I mean? Don't pull this out unless you're going to use it. Don't say you're going to kill somebody, even in jest. I don't think kill ever goes to the Jess conversation, even though I know he doesn't mean it. So I'm not being that sensitive. I'm just saying that ain't the energy we need on some pop biggie stuff. Like, let's just stop it right now, even in sports media. Okay. So now Skip laughed at Charles Barkley for accusing him of being sensitive. And he's like, what? And so they're going back and forth. Skip has his podcast. Obviously, Charles has inside the NBA. Here's what Skip had to say. Charles has been taking shots at me for seriously 20 years. I never care about anybody taking shots at me unless that somebody repeatedly says on national TV he would like to kill me. 
This coming from Barkley, just completely unprovoked. I have never criticized Charles Barkley one time. I have never said anything personally about him. Okay, two issues with that. One, Skip knows that he does have an issue if someone takes the shot at him. Therefore, that's why no one who works with him, works around him, takes shots at him because they still wanted to work with him. So that's not true. We all know that. We got receipts of that. Actions speak louder than these words. The second part I have an issue with is that he's never said anything personally about him. It's interesting when you say that because I don't have the receipts on this, but by conjecture, I would just say if you're talking about someone professionally, the way Skip talks about people professionally, then that's going to be personal. Here's the case in point. I, if Westbrook got a problem with him, say, I'm going to kill you. You can hear Skip say, well, you know, I've never said anything about him personally. But you have because by talking about him professionally and calling him Westbrook and then leading and bleeding those two lines of personal and professionalism. Now, that's my point. So uh, I think Skip right now is trying to win with a war of words, but is going to lose that battle. All right. So between their feud of all that, Barkley doing a little too much call saying I'm going to kill him and Skip not responding. But finally, Skip's like, look, I'm up to it. Barkley always says that Skip is sensitive, right? That's his thing. I'm sensitive. But then Skip is like, look, I waited 20 years to do that, to finally say something. And now I'm so sensitive. I'm still laughing about that one. Not with Charles, but at Charles. So Skip, he kind of winded up. You know how them old school, like the little rascals, remember they used to wind their shoulder up and the three stooges, like old people who got to warm up before they fight. Skip is doing this with the shoulder. Like, I'm about to start punching back at you, Barkley, like some old Rocky right there. So you can smell it coming right now. So Skip said he won't be biting his tongue for 20 years again, claiming every time Barkley jabs him, he's going to punch right back, counter, which means there will be many, 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 many more conversations and back and forth on this between Skip and Charles and my theory is deep down Charles resents me says Skip because I all too often see and say things that he wishes he had seen and said mm. okay so 20 years he didn't say anything personally about it but now gloves off because you've been punching too much gotcha Skip but here's the thing you just said <laughs> you say things that Barkley doesn't want to say I don't know the person that is alive walking this planet it's like that. And ironically, a few months ago, Bayless admitted he envies Barkley's ability to say whatever is on his mind without fear or threats of being canceled. Because Skip is playing both sides. I think Barkley's going to win this one by punching straight down the middle. What do you guys think in this beef? How's it going to end? All right, y'all. Y'all know how we end every show with a Wileyism. Let's talk about this Wileyism. Quote. A champion is someone who gets up when they can't. Now, when I first heard this Wileyism, I was like, where do I put that? It didn't punch me like I thought it should. A champion is someone who gets up when they can't. And then you got that late, that retro smack in the back of the head. I said, oh, the champion is the one who has the mindset that this looks impossible. This looks improbable. Nobody else is going to do it. No one else has led the way. There's no pioneer. There's no one to grab onto. There's no one that looks like me. There's no one that reflects who I am. 
and I'm still going to be the one that challenges myself to become that champion. We're all laying on the ground. We're all sitting there like we can't get up. I'm falling and I can't get up. We're all in that position, but the champion somehow, some way finds a way to do it. They can. So find that in you because you possess that power. It's in here though, y'all. It ain't by your circumstances. It's not by your resources. That power to activate those things around you has to start in here. So I love this because I've been down before like all of us. And I've been the contender before, challenging myself to try and go to Columbia, damn it. Challenging myself to try to go to the NFL, damn it. All those things, etc. Just like you. And then you sit around and you start competing against other people in your head. Well, they're better than me. Well, I got them beat, but they know so-and-so. And they were all contending for the same thing. And then sometimes you even tell yourself, man, I can't do that. I can't get that. But the champion is the one who gets up when they can't. So always remember that no matter when you start getting out of turn, out of pocket, start defeating yourself. If you want to win it, just like my little seven-year-old itty-bitty Baltimore Ravens did yesterday. Woo! 54 to zero in two playoff games. MJ had seven touchdowns out of eight. My boy was out there beasting, basking Robins on their head. Always remember, a champion is someone who gets up when they can't. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.